This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 610, The Economics of Robinson Crusoe, part two, by Jacob Lund Fisker of earlyretirementextreme.com. And I'm Dan, your host and narrator here on the show. Happy Friday to you, and I hope you're having a great week. If you have any ideas for us, please share them. Come share your topic requests at oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com. We always like to hear from listeners. Now, today's post is a continuation from yesterday. So if you are new here, if you're just discovering us, I would definitely recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. Also, the first of the month, hard to believe, is in just two days, which means it's time for yet another book giveaway. We'll give a book away to somebody who's on our mailing list, so you want to be on that list. And if you're not on it yet, you can join for free at oldpodcast.com. I'll give you a quick reminder about that at the end as well. So for now, let's get straight to our content, to part two of the post from Jacob, as we continue optimizing your life. The Economics of Robinson Crusoe, part two, by Jacob Lund Fisker of earlyretirementextreme.com. Alternative one, spend four days saving 20 berries a day. Take day five off and make a stick. Pluck 150 berries on day six. Surplus, 150 minus 80, eaten, equals 70 berries. Alternative two, borrow 80 berries today and make a stick. Earn 150 berries and eat 80 of them, leaving 70 on days two to six, for a total surplus of 350 berries, and pay Robinson back the 160 as promised, leaving 190 berries. Alternative two seems like the wiser choice, since it results in 190 berries after a week rather than 70 berries. So let's say Friday agrees to pay Robinson 80 berries in interest, 100% per week, pretty high. This is an example of when incurring debt can be a good thing. However, what would happen is, Friday, who has not even built an emergency fund, would get sick tomorrow. He would still be on the hook for the 160 next week, but he would have no time to build his stick. Even working every day, he would only have 120 berries, which is not enough. Friday would be insolvent and default on his debt. This is why people in debt need disability insurance. The Aflac commercials, which you've probably seen, describe the situation pretty well. The rule here is, fourth, debt comes with risk, but can be used to boost future income if invested properly. In fact, most companies use some form of debt to boost their earnings. Students also use debt to get an education to boost their future earnings. Of course, debt can also be used unproductively. Suppose Friday desires a shelter or a day off instead. It normally takes a week to build a shelter, but Robinson is willing to lend the money now for weekly installments for the next six months. I won't be writing down amounts in berries anymore, but it should be clear what is going on here. Robinson is foregoing productivity in return for an extra income, interest, which Friday is now on the hook for. Friday, in turn, needs to spend future income for his present consumption, the hut. In other words, Friday will be paying more than he would if he saved and paid in cash. In return, he gets the hut now. The money he has to pay Robinson in interest will not be used to invest in increasing Friday's future income. Rather, it is used to increase his present standard of living despite him not having earned the money to pay for it yet. However, at least Friday will have a shelter to show for it which he could sell back to Robinson should he choose to do so. 
Suppose, however, that Friday borrowed to increase his present leisure, such as a game system. Then he is truly on the hook. He still has the interest payments, but he will not have a higher income because he did not spend the money, berries, on a stick or a fishing pole or an education. He does, in fact, have nothing to show for his debt. Robinson, on the other hand, will have a stream of income. If that stream of income gets sufficiently large, Friday will essentially be working part-time for Robinson to service his debt. Remember that Robinson could not stop working when he was the sole survivor on the island. We will forego the point of inventing robotics. He needs a system of wealth transfer through debt to stop working. With Friday in debt, Friday can't stop working for Robinson. Now the question is, which would you rather be, Robinson or Friday? You make this choice every time you handle money. Do you save it? Do you invest it? Do you borrow it? It is really as simple as that. The rest is just details. Presuming that you really want to be like Robinson, the first thing to do is to work hard and save some money. The second thing to do is to establish an emergency fund. The third thing to do is to invest. The fourth thing is to get wealthy. The fifth thing is to generate income streams. And the sixth thing to do is to retire and spend every day on the beach. You can't do six before you did five. You can't do five before four, and so on. Everything starts with making more money than you spend. Without that, everything else is void. I have not mentioned debt in the six steps. The reason is that debt is a sophisticated way towards becoming wealthy. It is not strictly required. I didn't use it. Debt should, in my opinion, never be seen as an opportunity for consumption it can sink your financial ship very quickly. Anyway, let's see how debt works in our society. It is almost taken for granted now that big items are financed with debt. Rarely do we negotiate the cash price, we negotiate the monthly payment. This goes for houses and cars. It is increasingly the case for things like furniture and electronics, and of course, with credit cards, it can be the case for everything. The way it is set up is as follows. Robinson knows that Friday can pluck 100 berries in a day, out of which he will have a 20-berry surplus. This means that Friday can pay 20 berries in debt service a day. If the interest is 2% a day, to make it simple, Friday can borrow 1,000 berries because 2% of 1,000 is 20, which is what Friday can produce. With that, Friday can get a hut, a new set of clothes, and a nice boat. However, having maxed out his repayment capacity, Friday is now effectively indentured to Robinson. That is to say, he is effectively a slave of his own debt. It will be very hard to get out of this debt because A, he does not have any money left to invest to raise his income, for instance, getting a stick. B, even if he worked an hour more each day, it still would take a long time to pay off the equivalent of a thousand berries. This illustrates why unnecessary consumer credit is never a good idea. The best solution here is, of course, not to fall for the initial temptation of what is apparently free money. This is essential to how the world hangs together. Of course, most of us have some savings, some investments, and some debt all at the same time. What makes some people rich and some people poor is due to the different choices we make when it comes to working, saving, spending, investing, and getting into debt. You just listened to part two of the post titled The Economics of Robinson Crusoe by Jacob Lund Fisker of EarlyRetirementExtreme.com. It's no secret that something always comes up when you're running a small business. 
It's time to take the pain out of payroll benefits and HR and put the joy back in running your business with Gusto. Gusto's payroll and HR services can make it a little easier. Gusto was designed for you, the small business owner. They take the pain out of running a business, automatically calculating paychecks, filing payroll taxes, setting up open enrollment. Gusto does it all. Want more? Time tracking, health insurance, 401k, onboarding, commuter benefits, offer letters, access to HR experts. You get the idea. With Gusto, you can focus on the joy of running your business. It's super easy to set up and get started. And if you're moving from another provider, Gusto can transfer all your data for you. It's no surprise 94% of customers are likely to recommend Gusto. 94. Here's the best part. Because you're a listener, you get three months totally free. All you have to do is go to gusto.com slash OFD. Again, that's gusto.com slash OFD. I'm telling you, you're gonna love Gusto. Get started today. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. And as promised, just a quick reminder that we're doing another book giveaway this weekend to someone random on our weekly newsletter mailing list. So if you're not yet on it, you can join for free at oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com. And that's 610 episodes of Optimal Finance Daily in the books. Thank you so much for your support and for listening every day. And I will be back with more posts for you next week. So have a great weekend and I'll see you here on Monday where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Finance Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.